Tonight, we are so excited to have a very special guest, Tyler McRae. He's an old friend of mine who found his calling as a woodworker. Well, let's get into this. Uh, good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode 11. On tonight's show, we branch out into a new limb of topics for our show. Uh, it would be much more fun if we could just cut right to it. Uh, we will slowly uh, saw our way through tonight. This is just bad, funny, horrible, horrible puns. I mean, yeah. I, I tried to keep it going for a couple seconds. I know I'm looking at what I'm trying to say. Really we'll bad. just we'll just playing along, if you will. Oh, boom, boom. So if you haven't guessed already, tonight we're talking to a woodworkers. Tyler is somebody who I've known for a really long time. Uh, we used to work back at car audio back in the day way back in the day we were i was just uh way looking at back. some video from a car audio competition that i ran years ago i shared it with tyler before we went on live here um can you believe how much time has gone by tyler no just, no it doesn't feel like you know what 20 years it, ago 20 years about 20 years i'm crazy I'm about 20 it, years was it 20 like i'm trying to i know the store that you guys worked for and i know the store that i worked for at the time and I think I had a car in that competition that I built. So, Ooh. well, <laughs> we I'll also share the link with we, you. We too. lost. There may have been there favoritism for the. Uh, yeah, uh, the home, the home I, I always, I always picked the cutest girl. No, I never did. Yeah, yeah it certainly like, wasn't yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were very fair. They're very fair comps, actually. Uh, a lot of fun, and I always remember Tyler as the guy who would tear apart his entire dashboard and build a new dash and paint it white and just do like whatever he wanted to his car, building something all the time. Uh, so it's going to be really fun talking to you and finding out where you've gone from there and how you ended up doing this as kind of your, uh, you're trying to make it a full career. Trying to, trying to. And with Slowly COVID, that's, it's, yeah. <clears throat> but before we do that, no. I haven't talked to these guys all week. Uh, Aurora, I haven't talked to you in several weeks because uh, of circumstances. We, re we didn't record something last week and then the week before. Uh, it was your boyfriend. I'm going to still call him your husband because, you know, come on. <laughs> uh, it was Andrew's birthday. So how did everything go? How have you been? What's up? Uh, I've been good. I've been good. A little bit busy with the holiday weekend and Andrew's birthday. So um, everything went over well. We had uh, some fun little small COVID safe uh, celebrations um, and had some food uh, that was made by his family, um, his mom and his dad. So that was really great. Actually, his mom made most of it. So That's that nice. was nice. Um, I hope yeah. you didn't have the, the COVID guilts. The guilt, oh, I see that, Tyler. <laughs> the guilt of, <laughs> of having a, a get-together. I think that would be a big problem for me at this point is if I did start to have a get-together, I'd be all worried that it's like, is this safe? Am I following the rules? Was there any of that for you, or were you guys just have, able to have a good time? Um, we were able to kind of have a good time. Like Andrew's parents have been working from home. Um, and we wore a mask. Um, and they actually have, uh, their first vaccinations in, um, uh, and all of that. I was a little worried myself going over and I expressed that, uh, but they've been safe and we've been extremely safe. So mm -hmm. it was, I, I felt Okay. Um, I'm also very excited because uh, not tomorrow, the day after tomorrow, which is going to be when this uh, releases, I will have had it many times. I'm getting my vaccination. Oh, so nice. Yay. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Oh, you've got there yours? There you go. Just, just today. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah, just awesome. a couple hours ago, actually. Yeah. 
Cool. Which one did you get? I got Moderna. Moderna. Cool. It's a good yeah. one. I'll compare which vaccine Anyone's got, good, yeah. right? Anyone's good. One. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Tyler. Um, yeah. I was really going to hold off for the Canadian one at one point. Uh, because it's not yet approved, and one of our doctor, one of our customers, uh, is a doctor, and he suggested that they're giving out the trial of the Canadian vaccine. You get two shots, and then the third time you go, you get a, an actual checkup to see how your antibodies are building up to make sure that everything's working properly. And I thought, well, that sounds actually pretty cool. Plus, it's a Canadian thing, <laughs> Canadian. Um, but you know what? You have to wait, and it's still in trial. And I don't, I ain't got time for that. Got bronchitis. Ooh. Little sweet brown <laughs> reference, uh, <laughs> but no, it's uh, I, Shelly, her mother, and I all went the same day, so it was great. Nice. Well, I'm glad you're 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 getting it. Um, I know how safe you are. I know how safe you are. It's pretty amazing. Uh, we both have worked together in this, trying to be as safe as possible. So I, I know how stressful it can be, and I'm glad you're able to have a good time. Yeah, yeah, it's super stressful, but I'm I'm really excited to get my vaccine and. The second one in September, so, <laughs> and then things will hopefully, hopefully everybody will get their vaccination. That should, um, fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, but and yeah. not from the back of a of a um, a comedy hall in Rhode Island. It <laughs> 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 was a previous or, or episode, a Tyler. Or a van, yeah. Oh, it's always a white van, though. Eh? Yeah. yeah. It's always a white van. Yeah, yeah. yeah I wouldn't trust that. Red Cross, maybe, but. but. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're back, Aurora. I'm so glad to I'm see glad you. Glad to be back. And it's going to be a fun episode tonight. Mark, how have you been, man? I've been excellent. Um, I've uh, I've been vaccinated for a little while now. My next shot is in August at some point. But uh, it is exciting. Brian, you said you got yours at a, a local pharmacy. And, and as uh, everyone knows, uh, by, by the time this airs, the second doses will probably be flowing as well. But um, we've got the vaccine uh, going all over the place. So it's, it's excellent. It's been busy for me. But uh, I've got, uh, I think it's 13 or 14 stores now that, uh, that have the vaccine. Um, so it, right, right now, we don't have any. We're waiting for next shipment. But, uh, but the, the government's been, uh, been pretty good at getting them out there. And, um, you know, we, we find out sort of last minute. But it, it shows up, and the stores do a great job getting them, uh, getting them into, the, into the patients. And the patients are excited to get them. So It seemed uh, to take forever to get going, but now it's just like just rolling. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And even uh, Chris has helped out at, a, at a, one of the clinics as well. So she came out one night and uh, and uh, and was the injector at one of the clinics. So that was good. Really good that we we both got to be a part of it. And I was uh, I was I was the I'm, I'm the hired goon, so I got to be on door duty and make sure that the the number of people in the building wasn't too many. <laughs> <laughs> good, but uh, yeah, but that's about it. Uh, no, it's good. It's uh, it's been a good time. I mean, uh, we had uh, a good long weekend and uh, and a couple of weekends. Uh, couple of weeks since we've seen each other and uh, this is going to be a great show. I'm excited to, uh, to get into what Tyler does. Well, let's start doing that. Let's start talking to Tyler uh, before one quick thing before we do, if you're watching this and you've watched our previous shows, you like what we're doing, uh, click like, maybe give the show a like, maybe subscribe to our channel, uh, get some notifications every time we do a new show kind of pops right up for you. So, you know, right away, but either way we'll do this every night, every Wednesday, Monday night at eight o'clock and uh, we have a great time doing it. So Tyler, man, Again, it's been a really long time. It's like almost 20 years. Um, you know, we worked in a car audio store together, but I know you've done a lot of things since then. Oh, Nitro's making an appearance. There you go. All the cats are going to show today. I think. They are. They're good. It's going to be a cat show. Yeah. I think we're going to change our logo permanently to the Podcats logo yeah. that we did oh, for the, the Dave episode. That was so great. <laughs> So what have you what have you done since we worked in car audio? And, and let's 
talk about Karate oh. for a minute. Like, how did that spawn? How did that help your creativity back then? You've always been a creative person. Well, it, it you know, there was a lot of custom builds going on at that time, and you know, you would just you'd see things on the internet, and you'd see pictures in magazines, and you think, hey, why not? Why can't I do that? And you know, you try it, and you, like you said, you'd part stuff, and you try it and build it, and then you change your mind and do it all over again and learn something new. So I just kept doing that and did it with some, some buddies of mine and their cars. And yeah, it just sort of spawned from there. Well, I, I don't know. Do you remember that white interior design that oh, I'm yeah, talking the about? Black, yeah. The black and white, uh, the Cavalier, the two door Cavalier had a black, black dash with a whole bunch of white accents. And yeah, it's like you remember, showed up one day and you took spray yeah. paint to your entire interior. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Ripped out the headliner, spray painted that, and oh yeah, yeah. Well, hey, we had seen worse. I don't know. Do you, were you there when we had the Camaro with the concrete in the doors? Uh, no, I didn't see the concrete in the doors, but I yeah. do remember the one that had a giant mound of solder for a ground in the in the trunk. Oh, and it was yeah. just a, like a mountain, and everything just kind of led to that. Well, car audio was so fun. I mean, it could have been so dangerous. And we saw a lot of cars destroyed because of the car audio systems people yep. put in there. But it really, I think, it really was a platform for you, at least at the beginning stages, to get into woodworking. Is that correct? Yeah, 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 a little bit. Um, you know, very minimal tools at the time, being young and only having X amount of income. But, but yeah, no, it, it definitely uh, helped grow and, and, you know, lead me to that eventually. Um, I definitely look back at those days and think of all the the crazy things that I did and the mix that I made. But you know, you learn from them. That's how you that's how you grow. Exactly, that gives you the experience. Now you're a wise man, and you can just yeah, build you know, right. everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I like maybe think I can. You've come a long way, man. You've got a family. You've got a wife. You've yeah. got what? Two kids now. Two boys. Yeah. Two boys. Two boys. Six and three. Good for you. And uh, yeah, going through a home reno and living in a basement apartment back at my mom's right now for the time being. And I saw that. You're yeah. okay. Now home reno is one thing, but what like explain what you're doing to your place. We're at we're doing an addition. We're adding forty feet across by sixteen deep and a new crawl space, like a whole whole second house practically to what we had. Adding about seven hundred and fifty square feet and um, I'm getting to do most of the work with the with the guy that we hired. Um, so now I'm learning something completely different than just, you know, doing the, the little bit of woodworking that I had been doing. Now I'm learning about doing whole, whole homes, which is just a completely different ball game. But um, it's definitely thought of something that I've thought of doing at some point in my life. It just happens to be right now. <laughs> and I guess now is the right time to be working on projects. Yes. Yeah. Except for the price of wood, I'm sure isn't fun oh, for man. you. The price wood is insane right now. You know, I couldn't even ten dollars for a two by four when it used to be three dollars. Like that's yeah. it's, it's insane. Yeah, I bought I bought five two by fours to do a small project. I had to box in some <laughs> stairs, uh, and it was uh, I think I paid sixty dollars once after yeah. tax and everything. Yeah, you, you your jaw probably dropped when you saw the prices. I I, didn't, I actually didn't think about it until I was driving home, and I I, I looked at my wife and I said, I think. I think the, what was the price of those two by fours? Yeah. And she looks and she's like, oh, they were $10 and 49 cents each of them. Yeah. What? what? 
like I needed them, so there's you know I can't take them back. And right. I, still got a piece, I still got a piece of one in the garage. I got about three feet left. I might see if I can sell it for eight or nine dollars. You might be able to yeah. <laughs> put it on eBay. Yeah, I mean the ongoing joke is it's like you should just piece out your house rather than yeah, piecing right? out cars. Yes, exactly. <laughs> These days, especially for sure. Right. All right. So, what was your transition, Tyler? How did it go for you? Like when you from the car audio days until now what was your give us a brief timeline what happened well from from car audio i went to i think i worked for home depot for a little bit actually um you know which kind of again just increased the knowledge of tools and whatnot and worked in the tool rental but from there i actually went and worked for mcdonald's and ended up running a mcdonald's for probably five years uh, i miss you working at there. mcdonald's by yeah. the <laughs> it was so cool driving the, only to McDonald's get the order to. right yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and if I didn't get it right, I was like, um, is Tyler working? Uh, I have yeah. to have a word with Tyler. Right. <laughs> I'd look after you. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I worked at McDonald's for, uh, it, it came a total of 10 years, but, um, you know, I ran one for, for five and, and then I left from there and went out West for probably about six to eight months shortly after meeting my wife. Um, at the time we'd been dating maybe 10 months, 12 wow. months. And then I was like, Hey, I'm going to go out West for, you know, four months, five months and, and see about a job out there uh, with some friends and that didn't pan out. So I ended up coming back I uh, got a job for a windows and doors company uh, just in uh, Maple there. And I was there for about 10 years looking after the East coast and the West coast and different projects and, doing automatic doors and that sort of thing, but it was all from the desk. Like I wasn't ever in the field. I wasn't ever doing anything. It was just sitting behind the computer and slowly going bored out of my mind. Um, and you know, I'd look at stuff online and think, well, I could build that. Or you'd see somebody post something and be like, well, that doesn't look so hard to build. And then COVID hit and well, that changed everything. Uh, I walked away from that job because I wouldn't be able to work from home. Um, and, you know, for the safety of my own family, I decided, okay, well, that's not going to work. So um, then lay me off and I'll collect serve at the time. And then a couple months went by and, you know, I started to tinker around because I had so much time on my hands finally. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the one thing that we all wanted in life was more time. And then all of a sudden you've got all this time and it's like, in the okay, worst way possible. What am I going to do now? Yeah. And then Jen, my wife's aunt, was looking for a, a bench for her mudroom. And she she posted something on Facebook. And I sent her a message and said, I can make that for you. I had never made anything that big in my life. And I looked at the hmm. picture and I was like, I can do that. I'll figure it out. I, I don't know how, but I'll figure it out. And uh, that one turned out good. And then... That led to another one and to, you know, something else from a friend and it's kind of snowballed from there. And then Christmas hit and orders went crazy because everybody's looking for something local and they want to support local and buy mm -hmm. local. Um, I sold over a hundred of those little slingshot hockey games uh, that you'd see online. And I was again, that was one of those, oh, I, I can make that. That's simple enough. I'll figure this out. And, that snowballed to a hundred of those. And actually my wife ended up helping me build those out in my little garden shed for a shop. That's where I've been building everything. 
um, you know, all bundled up in our toques and our, our winter gear and, and just going from there. So that's kind of where it's led me to be. Nice. That's a good yeah. progress. So, I mean, you, you did it at your own pace. You did it for, yeah. you know, for yourself. And then all of a sudden you had all the time in the world to yeah. dedicate. <laughs> and, and I think you, you made good use of that. That's awesome. Yeah. That's the way it should be. I think a lot That'd of people, be great if, if you could do it that way, if you could just be like, here's a bunch of time go and, you know, and figure out your craft rather than, yeah, that's, you know, work 10 hours, eight hours, 10 hours, come home, do your thing. And all of a sudden you have like 30 minutes to follow your passion. That's the thing, right? Yeah. That's often the problem where, you know, we've got something we follow as a passion and we just, we don't have time to follow it. And, um, you know, I was, for me, I was following my passion for a little while, but then it just got to be a point where, where my job, my, my, my job that pays the bills, uh, took over that little bit of time I had. So now when I, when I do photography, I shoot for me. So for you to be able to, to chase that passion, um, of, for woodworking and to create doing that, that, uh, that gives me a little bit of a, a pang of jealousy, uh, because, uh, <laughs> that's the, you know, they say, if you work at a job that you love, you never work a day in your life. That True. was my goal in life is to do things that I enjoyed for sure. Yeah. And you uh, seem to do very well at it. He does. <laughs> <laughs> very well. Well, you know, <laughs> I don't really know. Yeah. Well, I mean, you keep finding jobs that you enjoy. I'm very lucky. I'm extremely lucky. I've been blessed for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, very well, though. I mean, that's a, actually an interesting path to go down. What do we call very well? Is it financial wealth? Is it happiness? Is it, you know, like, obviously, we'd want to have both. And the happiness side of things, I'm, I'm rocking it. I'm having a great time, <laughs> you know. But, uh, you know, there's I haven't won the lottery yet. Let's just put it that well, way. <laughs> it's, I think at the end of the day, as long as you can pay your bills, and live comfortably like everybody seems to be caught up with you got to have the next good thing the next big yeah. thing you got to have a bigger tv you got to have the newest phone you got to have the newest car you got to have you know this 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 and it, it, it really at the end of the day you know the one thing i've learned um in the past 10 years especially with jen is it's you don't need everything you just need what you need you just like I'm still rocking my TV that I bought, I don't know, 20, 15, probably 15 years ago. It, you know, it, it works. Mm -hmm. I, you know, would I like a new one? Sure. But I don't need one. Yeah. TVs. Oh man. Remember? Oh, TV, Sony TVs. <laughs> <laughs> it's I back to Nosh again. To right? <laughs> huge. Yeah, yeah, huge. I, I hear you there, though. We, we, we replaced our TV this year and uh, only because we moved. And uh, our TV got damaged in the move. And uh, the, apparently the guy that packed it had no clue what he was doing, and it got damaged in the move. And, uh, the, the guy, the guy that one. packed it, is the one that's sitting in this room. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I thought, no, I'll pack it myself. I don't want the movers packing that. There you go, blaming right? your dog again. <laughs> yeah, it was me. It was me. I, I broke the TV, so I had to, had to replace it. But then our we have. I'm a I'm an old school guy. I like to have a receiver as well with the surround sound. So I don't have uh, those yeah. new fanning sound bars. So I, I my receiver was it kept dying a channel at a time. So uh, I said, ah, heck with it. I bought a new Denon receiver as well to go with it at the Ooh, same time. Denon. So. Nice. Yeah, it was uh, turning itself on and off. So okay. Oh yeah. Ours was on there. yesterday. It was when I came downstairs. The TV was on. I'm like, ah, I turned you off. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 
What's really weird now is, I mean, when I was selling TVs, I would have to move a 400-pound, 40-inch tube TV from a warehouse and deliver it to some guy. Now, yeah. I, I have a 55-inch TV that I got in my other room here. That I could move myself. I could bring that yeah. downstairs if I wanted. Yeah, it, it weighs like four and a half pounds. It's, like, right? it's ridiculous. <laughs> anyway. You're like, I want to go watch it outside, so I'll just carry it there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> well, technology changes, but you know how does the uh, how does that technology change kind of roll into your woodworking life? I mean, that's the beauty of woodworking is all of a sudden you're going from this world of high tech to people could use a thousand year old tools and build things. They could, and some of my tools feel like they're a thousand years old. But um, <laughs> I think it's you don't necessarily need the newest ones, but some of the newer ones make your life a little easier. Um, you know, obviously with the, with 20 volt power tools, it definitely, your battery lasts longer. It makes stuff cut a lot easier or drill a lot easier. Um, versus, you know, I, I just got rid of one of my first drills I bought and I think it was a, a 12 volt and I, I plugged it in, I charged it up, I tried it and I thought, this is terrible. I could give it to my six year old as a tool, but <laughs> you know, it, it would do the trick if I needed to. Um, but that's where technology has definitely come in handy is, you know, with the advancement of, of different batteries and different powers and whatnot. And then now it's interchangeable. Like you, you buy a tool without a battery because the battery for that tool works with their entire line of, of tools, which can it's also simple. get in trouble of, you know, now you're stuck to one brand, but. Yeah. But as long as it's it DeWalt, it's fine, right? Right. You know, all black and yellow. <laughs> <laughs> Mine Sorry. are all red, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got a couple of those too. Yeah. Um, so. so one of the things that I absolutely love about woodworking and the things that I've seen you do is the way you use texture, the way you use contrasting colors of wood and things like that. You do like patterns. Um, do you find that you have to bring out an artistic side? Do you ever sit there building something and think, how can I make this look even better, even cooler, even prettier? And you find yourself using all these like uh, composition tools or? Yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, a lot of it too is, you know, you're looking as weird as it may sound, you're looking at the wood and you're thinking, how is this going to work together? Like, you know, where, where are definitely certain knots laying out or, um, you know, the, the shape of the wood. Um, I did a coffee table uh, over over the winter for somebody, and like you said, it was the colors. Like I had, it was like a dark walnut with. She wanted this this turquoise color, but it was kind of a, it kind of looked like it had a darker color underneath it. So I had never done anything like that. So I had to fool around with some some different cutoff pieces, and ended up finding it if I put one color stain underneath it, and then ended up putting the turquoise color over top of it. It actually gave the look that she was she was looking for you know she sent me a picture and said this is what i want and i'm like again it's i've learned just say yes and then figure out how to do it afterwards so i ended up figuring out how to do that and it turned out absolutely amazing and she had been looking for this coffee table for she says for like three years hmm. she's like i've been looking just for this style and then she ended up finding out that i could you know that i said i'd make it and it turned out perfect for her and she was beyond thrilled with it so awesome. that's stressing me out. <laughs> that is just stressing say yes. me out. Just say just yes. Say yes so not the way I yes. go. Just Ugh. say yes. And then figure it out afterwards. So it's I have a... somebody that you might remember from back in the day, um, used to race Hondas, still does race Hondas. Uh, first name, Dave. Yep. 
Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I need to say names. Anyway, we're in talks to do something potentially with Honda and something, and I'm just like freaking out. My first instinct is I can't do that. I can't, there's no yeah. way. There's no way I can do that. Ah oh, man, yes, that was pressure. Yeah, you can. You can. You yeah, can. just say yes, and you figure you it afterwards. It. Jen has taught me that. She, her, and I were on this page of just say yes to it, and you'll figure it out. One way or another, you're going to figure it out. Well, it'll be fun trying. As long yeah, as it, patient. See? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he would be. <laughs> it'll be light painting, so that might be fun. Yeah. Aurora, I, you want to say something there? Yeah, I feel like that's a, a huge mental block for a lot of creative people uh, where they refuse to do something because they don't think that they can do it mm -hmm. or they're not confident enough to do that. Um, and, you know, I... I have had my fair share of experiences of not taking something or not doing something. Um, but uh, then when there's a, a limit of how many jobs you can take, eventually at one point, you're going to have to say, you know what, I've got the technical training to apply to something like this, although I've never done it before. Um, I think a lot of clients are, are even okay with you saying, hey, you know, I here are examples of things that I've done that are similar to this. Um, and uh, I, although I've never done a project like you've recommended before, uh, these are the skills. And usually they're able to correlate the two. Like if they like your style, if they like what you do, uh, then just say yes, <laughs> just do yep. it. Um, and usually it works out really well, sometimes mm -hmm. even for the better. And they're pleasantly surprised and and happy with the results. So that's that's really awesome. I think that's a great piece of advice um, to a lot of creative people out there. Easy okay. advice to give, and then the trick is turning that into <laughs> something you actually apply. Because yeah. I even noticed the day after I was stressing about this is how I found myself stressing first and not saying I could do it after the fact. Do you know what I mean? Like I was, after the fact, I was like, I probably could do this. It could be really cool. And why did I tell myself I couldn't do it? Like wh why, do we, why do people tell themselves that? But it's it's a it's whole a comfort zone. Failure. Yeah, comfort zone, yeah. fear of failure. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad you don't have that problem, Tyler, because uh, <laughs> it's done well for you, right? You've you've got a so lot far. of different jobs. Um, yeah. Does taking jobs stress you out at all? Uh, it it has in the past. Um, Christmas it was it was stressful. It was a, you know it only really started in September um, as an official business, and I started advertising out there and, and taking jobs and. And Christmas was busy. It was, I had never expected to be that busy. Um, and I only work out of a, a little 10 by eight garden shed at the moment. Cause that's all I have to work out of. So it was sort of that stressful nature of where am I going to do this all? And my in-laws actually live five minutes down the road from us. So they actually offered up their garage. Oh, nice. And bought a little heater. You know, it didn't heat all that well but it was well enough that i could stain in there um and i could leave projects in the basement um you know and i just i actually just completed a project of of 12 uh folding harvest tables that this guy wants to i guess rent out for weddings and events whatnot mm. and again it was one of those he contacted me and said hey can you make these and he sent me a picture and i looked at it and again it was yeah i can make that and we started talking and it started off with well i need you to make one and I want to see how it works out. And if it, if I like it, I'm going to order 10 more. Okay, sure. Not a problem. And then that ended up being a total of 12. So I've got these 12 tables sitting at my mother's garage right now, all folded down waiting to arrange to get them to come pick these things up. But Ugh. again, it was, 
it was one of those, okay, I can do this. I don't know how I'm going to do it or where I'm going to do it, but I'm going to, I'm going to make it happen. You got payment so, in, in advance though, right? So. Yeah, it was, I always take a 50% deposit, which Smart. will at least cover, it usually covers all my materials. So at the very worst, I'm out my labor, but I still have the piece that I can then turn around and sell. Yeah. Good way to go. So yeah. um, while we're talking about it, where can people find the work you do? Like if people are listening right now and they want to kind of catch up and see, you know, what is this Tyler guy talking about? What is he building? Where, where, where can people go and check that out while they're listening to us? I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, it's two X wood Creations, So two by wood creations. Um, again, Facebook and Instagram. I also go under the hashtag of two XWC. Um, everything's under there. So you, and you can look either one. It's where am I here? Oh, there we go. Two X wood yeah. creations. I, yes. I had already found you. that's what I was looking at here. I was scrolling through. All oh, the there projects. you go. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Um, yeah. I read in the yeah. questionnaire that I sent you uh, that your other option, another thing you would have liked to have tried in the creative world is photography. It was, it's definitely something that, you know, it's, it's interested me. Um, my dad actually does a fair amount of it. Um, I've got a decent camera. I just, again, at the time I don't, I didn't have the time necessarily to focus on learning it and trying it and editing the photos and that sort of thing. But it's, it's definitely still something in the back of my mind that I know I enjoy doing and I'll, I'll definitely be out with the family or just out and about. And I think that would make a really good photo. But you know, again, it's it's. I'm thinking bigger for you, actually. I'm actually <laughs> thinking bigger because Aurora does this really cool technique um, where she takes Polaroid transfers and puts them on wood. Yep. And I can just see so many applications in your world for wood transfers of your photo on your on your wood. If there was a way to do something like that. So uh, funny. I, one of the one of the first projects I was, that I kind of got paid for this lady and she was like, you know, I want you to make these, these boxes. And I'm like, okay, not a problem. And she's like, but I want this logo of this company on the side of it. I'm like, okay. So in vinyl, she's like, no, it can't be vinyl. It's gotta be like in, in the wood. So I actually looked up and you can, if you've got, I think it's an inkjet printer, you can put wax paper through it to print on. And then if you print it in reverse, and then press it down on the wood and rub it in. The ink soaks into the wood. Oh, yeah, interesting. That and is then, a really cool would, thing. And then I guess you'd seal it and, and yeah, and then you you stain over permanent. top of it and yeah, and permanent. It, yeah, it Ooh. turned out it, it was it was a good look. She it's not, not the look she was necessarily looking for, but it, I <laughs> thought personally it it looked really good. Like it it, it gave it sort of an older, distressed kind of look is what I, I felt it looked like. Yeah. Uh, Roar, maybe you can explain what the Polaroid transfer is all about. Cause I think that older distressed feel is something that would lend well to. to yeah. That. Yeah. So the Polaroid transfers, I, I actually did a video through Henry's um, on how to do one. Um, I typically do a transfer of a Polaroid um, onto watercolor paper, but you can do it onto other surfaces okay. as well. Wood, metal, whatever. Um, and essentially what it is, is it's, uh, you take a Polaroid, 
and it has to be an original Polaroid. It can't be the new Fuji Instax because it's a totally different process. And what you do is you take it up, you cut it apart, you put it in hot water, separate the actual photo emulsion, which is kind of like this jelly type of thing uh, from the casing. And then from there, uh, you move it from hot water to cold water and uh, the gel, um, the resin of the photo actually hardens. And from there you can spread it onto watercolor, wood, whatever it may be. Um, mm. And then you can seal it. Uh, so usually what I do is I use some sort of like spray on kind of like sealer uh, to yeah. a paper. Um, I didn't do that actually in the video because I ended up running out, out of time. Um, but from there, then you can actually, after doing all of that, you can lacquer over the wood. You can right. lacquer over seal it up. Exactly. Um, the nice thing about this process is that uh, if there are imperfections in the resin, like a, a cut um, or the photo's too cold, it has like discoloration or, um, you know, uh, white splotches on it, or even there's just a fold in uh, the resin of the photograph, it actually comes out really like uh, very interesting looking, very antique kind of right. uh, creative uh, to it. So pieces missing and all yeah. kinds of, yeah. Yeah. So it can be, it, it can be really cool. Um, in the long run. Um, the wood example I did in that video, the wood was really rough. I got, you know, uh, what's it called? Like a wood canvas from Dollarama. It was super cheap. Yep. Um, and while I was filming the video, it actually shredded, uh, <laughs> the, the resin. Um, so I should have worked with probably some smoother, <laughs> uh, wood, um, cause it probably would have gone on a little bit better. Um, but it still turned out pretty good. So it's so neat. I mean, it's like you have this jelly impression of the photo that you, mm -hmm. you remove from the, the Polaroid and the jelly sits on top of the wood and just kind of gives you an image. So thin. Yeah. It, yeah. it kind of it taps onto it. It's like a, yeah. a sticker, like when you put on a shirt or something, but it's, it yeah. was an interesting process. And I could just see, you know, um, you with a Polaroid or something taking this picture and then doing this transfer and applying it to this, a special job that you get. I don't know. I'm just squirreling. Yeah, with it, but. I mean, you could probably even do it with leftover scraps of of wood you have from other projects. I feel like that oh, would man, be a I fun have... kind of you know, uh, you <laughs> know, side art thing you could there do. You, right? too, you know, it's all about trying to find what to do with leftover scrap pieces of wood. <laughs> well, there you go. I know personally, and I'm sure there's plenty of other work woodworkers out there where you look at and you think, I'm not going to throw that. I'm going to use it. Yeah, and then it sits in the corner somewhere, and you—it's like the random, you know, screw jar that you have laying around the house. Eventually, you may use one screw out of that in ten years, but that scrap of wood—it's going to sit there until I find a use for it. Yeah, but when you find that one screw and it's the right one, ten years. Oh, from you then, feel you, so good. I'm so happy I kept that screw. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Family, Tyler, family. Yeah, uh, yeah. You've talked about it a few times. Uh, we talk to people. I mean, a big reason why we do this show is to find out how mental health is going with what you do and how you're transferring your life into, you know, positive energy instead of, you know, being down on things. And it doesn't seem like you're down on anything. Like you've got this oh. just say yes attitude and you can just do everything. But how does family help you out? I mean, do you rely on from day one even, from back in the car audio days? Is, were your parents upset when you – painted your car white or like your dash <laughs> so so best part brian that was my mother's car 
Oh, <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't even my car. <laughs> she was. It, it, she's always been. Both my parents have been very supportive of everything. Um, you know, they've supported me back during the car audio days of you know loud stereos in the driveway and driving them nuts and you know loud cars even through to to the woodworking. Now they like my mom actually bought a, a carport for me for the winter. So that's in our backyard right now, sort of 10 feet away from my little garden shed. And it gave me a place to, to put my table saw and my miter saw. So I actually had a place to properly work, even though it was bitter cold, at least I wasn't covered in snow. Mm -hmm. um, you know, families helped out with tools. They've helped out with projects. They helped out, you know, looking after the kids, you know, Jen's mom, came down and spent five out of six weeks leading up to Christmas living in our house so that I could come home after picking the boys up from daycare, drop them off inside. She'd feed them dinner and I'd be, and I would just drop them off and go right outside back to the, to the shed to keep working on projects. Um, so, I mean, both families have just been unbelievably supportive of, of me trying to give this a go. Um, I I wouldn't be where I am today without them, hundred percent. Well, I mean that's awesome. And I, sorry, I've got a cat, but that, that's okay. Third cat to make an appearance. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was Dixie. <laughs> um, no, that's awesome. And I don't think uh, I don't. I, I think that pretty much everybody we've talked to, uh, when we started talking about family and experience, there's only been maybe one or two that really had to. Uh, fight it their own way. Uh, it's nice when family gets behind somebody and gives them the encouragement. We get it all the time, Aurora and I, where we have a customer that comes in the store, you know, parent bringing their kid in to buy their first camera, and they're just they're beaming at the opportunity to help their kids buy a camera and get into it. That's exactly it. But yeah, sometimes we get the, the parents that are fighting that whole concept, and they're just like, yeah. no, I can't afford this. What are you thinking? You're never going to do this anyway. I mean... So important having that, you know, they, and you know, with the car audio, the way my mom looked at it was just like, you got to find your way. You got to find something you enjoy doing. You know, if you can, if you can make money at it, great. You know, you're young enough that you can kind of fool around and try and figure out what you want to do. Um, you don't have responsibilities. You don't have a family to support. You don't have a major bills to pay. So why not at that point do it? Um, at this point, it was, you know, thankfully, my wife is a hygienist and it makes, you know, a good paycheck that, you know, she can kind of offset me, maybe not working full time per se. Or at least in the growing um, stages, right? Right. You know, is it stressful at times? It's definitely stressful at times. But, you know, the universe seems to find a way to make things work for us. And we've always stood by each other to say, you know, we will find a way to make this work. And I've told her if I have to, I'll, I'll find odd jobs to, to pull through. And, and that's the bottom line with it is you just, you have to do what you have to do to make it work. If I mean, you're working, you know, two, three other jobs to do this on the side until things pick up, then you do it. Like right now I'm working, I'm working with the, with my contractor that is doing our house, but I'm also doing other jobs with them. Like today, I just refinished a deck with them and, you know, we've built a couple decks last year. I kind of got on with them uh, um, last year. We actually went to high school together. So when we were looking at doing the, the addition to the house, it was like, okay, well, I know you, I trust you. And then one thing led to another and I started working with him. So, you know, even though I'm not necessarily working on my own stuff, I'm still getting to, to learn 
you know, woodworking and, and the tools of the trade and that sort of thing. So nice. It all works out somehow. Awesome. You're expanding your toolbox, so to speak. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. They're all, all skills that you can use and you can apply some yeah. of those skills that you're learning. You can apply them to new projects and think of things a different way. I was, I, I apologize for looking over here. I was looking at my other screen. I was scrolling through all your projects and I just couldn't look away there. You've, you've got some gorgeous, gorgeous pieces. So uh, I Thank encourage you. everybody to go take a look and that uh, looks like you do. Uh, everything's completely custom. So uh, yeah. I think uh, I, uh, I think I would rec definitely recommend <laughs> your your handicraft here. That's, Appreciate that. Uh, some, some good looking stuff. I'm a little far away to order any myself. I live in Thunder Bay, so uh, yeah, well, uh, so that's a little ways. You know, unless you deliver it, you know, deliver it. I'll pay. I do have, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've got a buddy that yeah. lives up there, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was uh, I was going to talk to Tyler about building something for the front. We'll still talk about that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got an idea for you. I came up with something. So oh, good. I want to I want to hear what yeah. you had to say. Yeah, I see. Yeah. You had uh, the, one of the last things you posted was some planter boxes um, yep. that you did. Those those look really nice. They look yeah, really those nice turned out really really nice. Yeah, that's excellent. So yeah, where where do you get your inspiration? Like, uh, I mean, obviously somebody will say, "Okay, I want a table," and sometimes they'll have an idea or a shape. But uh, looking through, like I saw some really interesting looking tables and um, a toy box uh, looked like a toy box that Emily on it. Uh, going yep. through, where, where do you get your ideas for these, or are they all things that customers say, "Hey, this is what I want," or do they give you sometimes free reign to run mm -hmm. at it? Most of the time, it's you know the customer will come to you and say, you know, "Hey, I'm looking for this," and they'll send me a picture. And what I've actually learned is I've got a, a Google app, and if I put that picture in Google, it actually shows me where they got it from. Um, a lot yeah. of the time, it seems to be from Wayfair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then it's nice enough to give you all the measurements and, and I sort of go off that. Um, but then I also ask them, you know, if you want, are you looking for the exact thing or just something similar? Um, and they're like, you know, something similar doesn't have to be, you know, bang on exact. If you have some ideas, like they sort of give you free reign in that sense. Um, like I did a, a coffee table for my sister-in-law. Um, and again, it was, it was, it, you know, a double folding lift top. And I just knew, okay, well, you're giving me free reign with it. And she said, yeah, well, you know, this is sort of the style we're looking for. And so I added the, the uh, tongue and groove on the inside and changed up the pattern on the outside and kind of figured out the feet on its own. So the feet were, you know, something I just totally came up with. Uh, a lot of the time, most people are like, you know, you just do your thing. You know what you're doing you know, I'm sure I'm going to love it. And I knock on wood, I haven't had any problems with it so far. So nice. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> I can see you've done some really nice work there. So thank, sure. thank you. <laughs> that's, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. I saw some of your work as well. I looked it up on my phone here and it, it's really, really great. Um, I'm kind of uh, considering, I got to uh, ask my boyfriend first, but uh, we we still have like a really tiny coffee table at home. We, <laughs> we moved uh, in together uh, two and a half years ago, roughly, and uh, most of our stuff that we have, including this and this, uh, is all like things that people gave us. Um, we've only bought a few pieces of furniture ourselves yep. for the house. Um, and I'm still working with a tiny little Ikea $15 coffee table. Um, and we've been using it, you know, this two and a half years. Um, but it's 
too small, far too small. So I may uh, <laughs> reach out to you about uh, a coffee For sure. table. Because uh, yeah, it's really hard to find something that matches the color of our TV stand or whatever it may be. Um, and I haven't been able to find anything yet. But it's more yeah. than that too. It's having something that has a story behind it. It's yeah. having something that's made with like some attention and yeah. not like you say, you, you have an Ikea table, but I mean, <laughs> everything in my house right now is stuff that we bought and just screwed the things together and followed the step one, step two, step three. And yeah. except for, except for the things that Shelly's uncle Andy made for us. And those are the pieces that we really love the most, the TV chest and a couple of side tables that yeah. he made for us. So to have somebody build something, it's such a, it's such a more personal experience. And it's something that you hand down from generation to generation as well, right? Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Well, uh, even Andrew has a piece like that. He has a, a dresser that he had all his childhood from when he was a baby. And the dresser was kind of cool in that it had another purpose to it um, it was a bookshelf when he got older, but it folded down and out. So when he was a baby, it was a baby change table. Mm, right. Um, so uh, very cool design, and he's kept it all this time. It's in our guest room in in our place here, and uh, you know it's the pieces like that that you know really uh, grow with people or whatever it may be. Like uh, you mentioned that toy chest, like you know, when she's little, it's probably a toy chest, but maybe when she gets older, she can put clothes in it or yeah, yeah. Uh, like memories or something yeah. like that. And I feel like yeah. that's uh, really, really important when it comes to uh, making these creative, meaningful pieces. So that's that's really cool. I yeah, wanted to, the... yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say the toy chest, that one that's there is the, um, that one was sort of free range with the, I put the Imagine on the inside of it because I had a bunch of screw hole, uh, screw pocket holes. I was like, okay, I got to cover these up somehow. And then I was like, okay, well, I could put this piece of wood here, but then I'm like, well, you know, there's nothing to it. So actually I, you know, I said, I worked on that one with somebody else. And I said, do you think she would mind if I, if I put something on the inside of this lid? And I'm, she's like, I don't think she would. I think it would be a nice little, little touch, a little added personal touch to it. So I just, I went with it and, and she was just, she was floored by it. She just thought it was just one of the best things ever. So. It's the extra 10%. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I always say the extra 10% makes 100% of the difference. Yeah. A little bit of flair. Do you use reclaimed woods or is it all new stuff? I have. Um, I haven't used a, a lot of it, um, but there's one I did a, a picture frame for somebody and she came to me with a bunch of barn board that mm. she had picked up. And she's like, I want to use this somehow. And so I kind of figured it out and cut it down and framed up her, her portrait and it just it made it pop like it just you notice the the frame to it you notice the frame that it's it's barn board but at the same point it just it it takes your eyes to the picture that much more so i'm I'm hoping she does more i'm hoping that you know she wants some more barn board frames but uh it hasn't it hasn't happened yet but i know for myself if, if i were to have a, a some sort of painting i would definitely use some barn board material it's it's always fun to work with Plus, you can say it's it's like a hundred years old. I think the stuff she got was about a hundred years old. So, yeah. you know, to find another purpose for it is is wonderful. If only we had all the space in the world to just store stuff. Oh, people get, do. So we, <laughs> we we <laughs> do you? Their garages and yeah. that's why we have storage lockers now. Oh, there you go. All right, yeah, so there is. Sure. My my wife does crafts and she likes to use she reclaim things like pallets. 
Um, and yes. uh, so I'm the guy that gets to bust down the pallet and I, I'm the one that, you know, cuts it all. She does all the sanding and everything, but I'm the one that makes sure that like, and, and half the time it's like, okay, we snip a nail off and leave the nail head in there and, and yeah. stuff because it adds character to her craft. Huh. Uh, yeah. But we, we moved last, last year. So in, in, uh, end of February we moved and there is a box in our garage. We moved from Anisville to Thunder Bay and there's a box of pallet boards that moved with us. Um, yep. and, uh, she's, she's started working again, uh, when we came back up, when we moved up here. So she hasn't had time to, uh, to work on it, but, uh, I think once I've, I'm still working on her craft room. So once we get the craft room done, I'm sure she'll take it up again. She started painting something. Uh, I can't. That's the nice thing about art though. It's always something yeah. you can get back to, right? Photography, Absolutely. woodworking. I mean, unless physically you just become unable, but yeah. you know, I play the drums and I don't think I could play the drums today the way I played it when I was in my twenties because no. of physical changes and stuff like that but, but you can still play it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, guitar. I don't i don't play nearly as bad as i did when i was in my 20s now I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually i'm actually a little uh I'm, I'm still bad but i'm a little less bad than i was then so <laughs> we got to do a virtual band thing one day yeah yeah right awesome. find out how, bad, how badly i really do sound yeah, vice versa <laughs> all right all right ty so thank you for all your answers and the conversation um, we have a few questions for you before we say goodnight, though. At the end of these, we All have right. three questions that we'd like to talk to people about. Oh, Aurora, did you have something else you wanted to say? Yeah, I actually wanted to ask you something because it seems like, you know, since over how many, 20 years, you said, uh, since you knew Brian um, and you were, uh, you know, changing things up in your car and taking things apart um, and um, now with the woodworking, when was it that you uh, kind of discovered you wanted to uh, make things, create things, uh, build things? Just in general. in general. It was probably back in grade seven and grade eight. Like I remember taking shop class in grade seven and grade eight. Uh, um, and I always shop enjoyed like auto shop or shop no, like, like, like actually like making like I'm, shop. I remember making yes. uh, a, like a coin bank which was part wood and part plexiglass and um, keychains out of plexiglass and it just it, stuff. It was just all sorts of stuff, little odds and ends out of wood. And I remember it was once a week and I enjoyed that once a week, hands down. Why I never continued taking shop class into high school, no clue. Couldn't tell you why. We had a wood shop. It was apparently a great course. Uh, I just never took it. Don't know why, sort of fell to the side and then, you know, it did things here and there. And like I said, COVID came around and was like, okay, well, I got all the time in the world again. So let's give it a shot. See how Make it, it goes. So. Yeah. It so. But it really does seem like, like, even when you weren't doing it, you were doing something else. Like you were creating something else or making something else, like with the cars. Um, yep. Just a little bit of background. Andrew, my boyfriend, he's a mechanic, um, uh, but on top of, his mechanics where he works at CN, he works on trains. Uh, he, you know, uh, takes in these like old cars and uh, fixes them up and changes little things. Like, you know, uh, he had a Corolla at one point where he spray painted all the accents red. So when you said the yeah. white <laughs> thing, it just like, uh, I remember that from, you know, six or seven years ago, he did the same thing. Yeah. Um, and he has a trailer that he, it was a boat trailer and, that he completely changed it up and it's now a flatbed trailer. I wish I had those skills. I yeah. just, 
oh man, to be able to build with your hands and create something and fix things. It's a real skill for sure. I envy that. That's great. uh, It's awesome. You've been able to apply it in so many ways. So that's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Mark, did you have anything else you wanted to say? No, I just I, I just think it's really cool uh, that you're doing this. Like, uh, it's funny you say you never took shop class. Like, I, I took shop all through high school, so it was it was a lot of different shops. I, I, here in Heights, we had uh, yeah. like when you took it, there was I think it was six credits, and you took welding and auto mechanics or wood shop and drafting, electro electrical as well. So I learned all that, but my dad was always handy, so I did that. But you talk about building the, that coin bank and stuff. My parents to this day have a, a mirror, a frame mirror with a tray under it and a key rack that I built in high school. Um, it's hanging in their front hall. It's still there. Um, and every time I go in, I think, oh, I built that, you know, right. So it's, it's pretty cool. So I love that you're good. building stuff and, and that people, uh, that, that people will have your pieces to, to cherish for a long time. Like I know, um, my wife has a desk that was, it was made by a family friend when she was a little girl and it's upstairs in, in her craft room. And uh, it's it's a beautiful piece, absolutely gorgeous, and uh, I would never dream of, of even thinking of replacing that because it's it's part of her memories, and that's yeah. what you're building for people is their memories of of Emily's toy box. Twenty years down the road, it's a blanket box when she goes to university, and then into her, right. you know, maybe it becomes her children's toy box or something like that. So that's that's pretty now. cool. Those memories you're you're giving people. So thank you, and uh, th- thank you for being on with us tonight. You've got a a really hey. great tale here. So. Thank you for having me. It was awesome talking with you, Ty. So let's get to these questions, my friend. All right. Um, There's two questions and then one that you know of, two that you may not and one that you do. Uh, So I'm going to ask you the first one that you may not know. What's your jam? Is there a song that you listen to? Is there something that just gets you in the right mood? Is there a song that just no matter what, you have to listen to the whole song? You you never skip that song. It's the one you love. I'd probably say, I know it's going to sound maybe a little bit, cheesy but hotel california um it, that was our wedding song and, and whenever it comes on we just it, we have to leave it on it just stays on and you know our kids know we're, we're going to be that terrible couple that you know dances in front of our kids and and whatnot uh, but when i'm when i'm out in the shop working it's usually uh i listen to Sirius a lot and it's just classic vinyl all the time so it's classic rock Nothing else. That's nice. that will get me through all my woodworking, no problem whatsoever. That's awesome. Funny story. Yeah. Hotel California is one of the eight track cassettes that we listened to when I was a kid driving from Montreal to California, my dad's camper van. We had Hotel California, Elton John, uh, maybe one or two others, but I will always remember that eight track cassette with the Hotel California logo on it. Black yeah. cassette. Oh man, classic stuff. Cool. And I got to say, okay. Brian, I appreciate Rush a lot more now than I did 20 years ago. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. It's funny, too, because back when you worked with me, I think Bill was there, too. And he was always trying to get me to listen to Tool. And I would never listen to Tool because the name <laughs> sounded just horrible. Like, Tool, what kind of stupid name is that? And now that's all I listen to. So it's weird how that happens, eh? Right. And Rush is pretty nah. good, as, as long as we don't have to hear Getty sing all the time. Yeah, Rush they're is awesome. okay. <laughs> okay, so uh, that's the first question. What's your jam? Second question, right. tool of the trade. Now, it doesn't have to literally be a tool. It could be advice. It could be something that you've done, something that keeps you in the mood. But do you have a tool of the trade that makes your day-to-day better? 
definitely planning out my day. At so first, I was actually of... planning out my, my day. So okay. like the night before, I plan it out. Um, I was terrible for it, and then my wife was like, "No, you need to like." I would be one of those people, a squirrel. Like, I go do this <laughs> for a moment, and then it'd be like, "Okay, well, I'll go do this," and okay, I'll be back to this. And she's like, "No, you you need to plan out your day, so I'll write it all out, what I have to get done or what I hope to get done, and just knock it off and check it off, and it makes you feel so much better because you you can actually see what you've accomplished versus, you know." half of this and half of that and oh yeah i did get that done and oh i forgot about that but i got this done instead so definitely plan your day out the night before you're so productive you're so efficient and not all the time but <laughs> you know <laughs> on paper my wife are. yeah on paper and, and my wife you know makes make sure that i am so uh, so great when we have our significant other complete us the way they do. Yeah. I love right? that. Right? Oh, so good. Yeah, so number one, make list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Number two, drink coffee. Yeah. <laughs> By the time you've made, you know, you've had your coffee, you've done two things already. Yeah. <laughs> you feel very accomplished. As long as my feet hit the floor properly. That's just yeah. That's right. Get awesome. Okay. Uh, and then the last one, the last question is the one that we ask you in advance because it may take a little bit of thinking sometimes. I don't know if you remember the answer you gave us. I can tell you if you forgot. Um, no, there you go. I remember. Hey. Excellent. So um, what is your challenge? We ask our viewers to issue a challenge to our listeners, um, something that you think might uh, either guide them into the path better or just a challenge that you feel helped yourself out that you, you think might help other people too. It's it definitely try to meditate. It's, it's so calming. Um, you don't have to meditate for hours on end. Honestly, if you can start with just one minute a day, just find a quiet moment to sit, you know, focus on your breathing, count to 10, count to 10 again, and just keep doing that. You know, every breath in would be one, exhales two, three, four, and just keep doing that till 10 and then start over again. Honestly, just start with one minute a day. It clears your head. And it just helps you focus more on, on what's going on and be more aware of what's going on. And one minute a day is doable. It's very doable. Like it, yeah. it, if you can do longer, great, but just start with one minute a day. Like if we I can all find one minute. <laughs> yeah. I love this advice. Um, I don't do it every day, uh, but I, uh, I've talked about this on other episodes before where I've struggled with anxiety all my life on and off. Um, and sometimes because of stress or whatever's going on in my life, I'll have this like days where I'm just like in this constant, like fight or flight kind of feeling. Um, and I started doing meditation as a result of that, whenever I get into that really, really stressful habit. And it so helps me, um, you know, like there's that one minute quick exercise that will like just get you out of um, a jam if you're in like a panic or just not feeling well, or even like you said, it, like right at the beginning of the day or right at the end of the day to just decompress, it really, really helps. So love this. This great is advice. great advice. That's a good one. Yeah, it helps me. So Excellent. Yeah. Well, Tyler, man, I knew this was going to be a great chat. It was really great catching up with you. I'm happy you're doing well. I'm happy that the woodworking is going well for you and you've got happy clients. That makes all the difference in the world. Happy clients is happy life. Um, yep. I'm glad your wife is doing well and your kids. Good luck on your home reno. I hope that <laughs> <Thanks>. shores up <laughs> nicely. 
uh, at least you have the summer now to work on. Soon. Yeah, work well, I mean, we're almost right done. Now. We're we're in the the final stages. We, we're into the whole. You know, we just need flooring. Uh, you know, switches and outlets. Some lights put up. So we're we're kind of in the the final push. So hopefully we'll be we'll be back into things. You know, within the next maybe three four weeks. So, but then it's you know we got to redo our lawn and our backyard. And, so oh, then there's the other twelve hundred yeah, things yeah, you got to do. Yeah, yeah. So you you don't sleep very much, do you? No, no, no. <laughs> Between the little one waking me up at you know five forty-five and you know and just having stuff to do, there's there's no rest. Meditate, meditate and coffee. There you meditate. Oh, that's like the opposite ends of the spectrum. There. Meditate. Okay, okay. Meditate. Okay. <laughs> that's awesome. All right. Well, before we say goodbye to everybody, and again, thank you, Tyler. Uh, Mark, Aurora, thank you guys again for being here. Unfortunately, Ryan wasn't here this week. Uh, we didn't even talk about that yet, which is really horrible of us. Um, well, I was off watching some sorry, Ryan. hockey <laughs> match game. I don't know how many. Well, I'm, I'm sure he's yelling at the TV by now. So. Oh, is he a Hab He's a Habs fan. You know that, right? Oh, then he's well. Then he, then he's very happy right now. Oh, I don't even want to know then. Yeah, yeah. We no. should all text him. We should all text him. Oh, he's gonna just rub this into everybody. Oh, yeah. well. anyway, um, speaking of mental health, <laughs> one of the things that we do talk about quite a bit on the show at the end is the Henry's Foundation for Mental Health. Now, I will be honest and say that, Aurora, since you've left our store, there's been very little action in Newmarket for the Mental Health Foundation, unfortunately. Uh, big bummer. But we will mention it here because it is still important. If you don't know the Henry's Foundation, uh, basically is using our resources at Henry's camera from coast to coast, 22 stores to try and raise as much money as possible to then give that money to local and uh, national um, agencies. Aurora, maybe you can explain who that money goes to a little bit better than I can. Yeah. Um, so we, uh, all the donations we get go uh, to our two national partners and then it's, uh, localized as well. So we have like local partners too. Um, so our two main national partners are Kids Help Phone and Jack.org. Um, and then here in the Ontario area, our local partner is CAMH, which I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with. Um, but in Vancouver, there's VG UBC Hospital. Um, and then there's one for Quebec and one for Nova Scotia. I uh, don't know the exact names of each one offhand right now, um, but there's localized for each, uh, basically wherever Henry's store is. Um, but because of Kids Help Phone and Jack.org, it covers the entire country in general as well. So uh, it's definitely a really good cause, um, huge supporter of it for sure. And I really uh, hope that maybe those go, the donations go back up. I in know, the market. it's difficult. I'm struggling in Woodbridge. Um, it is hard to get that culture. I know uh, it took a little while for New Market as well. And, um, Both the you know, curbside, you know, the curbside people, curbside makes it difficult. you're not building the relationships. Like when people come into the store, you're not having the conversations. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, that's part of the mental health issue as well. I mean, um, yeah, this, it's very challenging working retail in this day and age. So mm -hmm. uh, Tyler, I'm, I'm happy you're able to work with wood because sometimes I'm dealing <laughs> with people. It feels like it's just like wood. <laughs> I have to admit, after so many years of being in, in retail and, and, and dealing with people day in and day out, it's it's kind of nice just being in my own little wood shop for for, no for the entire day and just do my own thing. No doubt. Uh, Mark, yeah. is there anything you wanted to mention about the shoppers? 
initiative? Yeah, um, so I, I work for shoppers here in Ontario and um, nationally uh, um, from July 4th to 11th, we do the, the run for women, uh, which is uh, those local runs and I believe it's 17 or 18 cities. Um, and anybody can join. You can go to runforwomen.ca and you can sign up. Um, by the time this airs, it's um, I think we're this this episode's airing in June, so mm-hmm. uh, so we've still got some runway there. Um, but it's uh, all for really uh, worthwhile causes. The, all of the money raised goes to local women's uh, mental health charities uh, within within the cities that it's uh, that the funds are raised in. So it's going to be great. My wife and I are going to be going out sometime during that week. It is a virtual run because of COVID. There isn't a big, uh, you know, big start and thousands of people walking and running together. It's uh, everybody going out at some point in that week and walking or, or running either five or 10 kilometers. And uh, my wife and I are going to take the dogs to one of the parks here in Thunder Bay. And I am told that if you walk, if you park at the parking lot and, and walk all the way around the lake, uh, you've done your five kilometers. So um, so we're going to be doing that uh, with our puppies and uh, very and nice time doing it raising nice. puppies. So. Well, we're all doing what we can, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. That's why we do the podcast. It's for our mental health. It's yeah. it's all to keep there people positive and stay creating. So stay creating, everybody. And thank you so much for watching tonight's episode, episode eleven of the Expressions Podcasts. 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 <laughs> we all had cats going, except for Aurora. Aurora, come on, get get yeah. with the cat program. We'll we'll I really cat. want one. It's yeah. it's not it's not up to me. Oh, we have a landlord, <laughs> and the landlord doesn't want a pet. We can ask the landlord. However, we haven't. I have an um, idea. I'm going to get you a money cat, one of those cats with the arm that goes. <laughs> well, we can I put it behind one you. With me always. One with oh, there you go. Oh, there Perfect. you go. Yeah. Perfect. We'll, we'll bring yeah. Nitro down. He's more of a dog anyway. Yeah. <laughs> he can, we'll just he's your uh, say he's your nephew from Thunder Bay. And he's staying with you for a while. There you go. There you go. Visitors are welcome. Pet visitors are welcome. <laughs> all right. Thanks again, everybody. Have a great week, and we'll see y'all next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye. Oh